one. The following program includes the opinions of Conch News and those of the call-in participants. It does not reflect the views of our sponsors. Hello and uh, welcome to the weekend edition for uh, the debt ceiling weekend here of uh, June 2nd through uh, the, well, the 4th will be Sunday. And we're, uh, of course, uh, we've been saved from the debt ceiling. I'm Jim Conway, uh, sitting in uh, for Jim Peters, who's taking a little leave for a while. And uh, joining me today from Joplin, Missouri, is Larry Newman. Hello. Oh, so uh, we're going to try to get through all the news that there is. And we get our news from... uh, Conk.news, it's the fastest growing news aggregator on the web, uh, brings in headlines and photographs untouched by us from all of the leading conservative media outlets on the internet, and uh, it uh, gives you a chance to uh, go through one single source and find all the stories about what's going on. Uh, and, and you're not going to find a lot of these stories, uh, certainly not this kind of coverage, on the mainstream media or your local newspapers. So come to conk.news and check us out. Um, we have a couple of podcasts during the week. Uh, on uh, late Tuesday afternoon, the the Reardon Report comes up. Hank Reardon, our fulfillment journalist, looks at politics through the eyes of a businessman, and uh, we hash some things out, and then, of course, we've got our weekend edition, uh, which we're doing right now. Right now. Uh, and bet. Uh, and uh, usually the format is uh, the host throws out some uh, topics that are in the news, and uh, the our panelists will weigh in on the stuff. Uh, and uh, a couple of things that caught my eye as I was going through Conk today. Um, and one of them is this, uh, well, and it's, it's been going on for a few days, but, uh, you know, Comer is threatened uh, FBI uh, head uh, Ray to uh, produce uh, some documents and, uh, he's threatening him with contempt if he doesn't uh, produce uh, a document. And, and this is in, they're looking at the FBI, uh, Trump, Russia deal. Uh, and there's a lot of coverage on that. You can check that out. But my question to you, Larry, uh, because you've been involved in, in you know, accumulating evidence. Yes, and, yes. Uh, so uh, Ray has offered to show this privately to Comer and other members of this committee. He doesn't want to re- release it publicly. And Not his choice. Okay. So, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Okay. Um, you know, my background is law enforcement. I was a detective for many years. Okay. And and. You, you look for indicators when you're when you're talking to someone 
Um, and, and the first big red flag indicator is, uh, no, I don't want to provide you with this document. Uh, I'll show it to you in private, but I don't want the world knowing about it. Okay, so that's a major red flag. Something's wrong. Something's going on. Bureaucrats work for us. Our representatives, the people's representatives, are the House of Representatives, and they are the ones that have total oversight over every bureaucracy, including the Department of Justice. And if Comer says, I want to see a document, there's no answer but yes, sir. That's the only legitimate answer that, that there can be. We have our representatives have the lawful legal authority to review all documents by any bureaucracy um, to, to, for oversight, to make sure things are being done right. When a bureaucrat says to a legislature, legislator, no, I don't want to, I don't want you to see it. I don't want your group to see it, but maybe I'll show it to you in private. No, that, that is huge red flag. There's something going on. Uh, it's a major, major problem. And he needs to be gone. Now, it, they can, Congress can um, censure him and, you know, or, or any other thing that they want to try to do, find him in contempt. If they vote him uh, that he's in contempt of Congress, uh, where's the teeth there? There's no teeth to it. It means like the rest of the criminal justice system. When you do something wrong and you say, oh, yeah, I did something wrong and there's no punishment, then you've lost all control of, of anything you've got. So Director Ray needs to go. Uh, I have voiced my opinion on this whole matter. Uh, the tremendous amount of evidence that we, that justice is not blind in Washington, D.C. And the legislature holds the purse strings. Right. The, the legislature needs to vote to dismantle the Department of Justice and have it rebuilt, but not by this uh, president. Well, no, and this president... He isn't. Do, I mean, he's not in charge. I think he's not aware uh, of what's going on. But yeah, it it, it has to. Uh, uh, like you say, if they did, and and I misspoke. This is in the they're investigating uh, Biden's dealings with China and uh, some of his other dealings. And that there's information there that they wanted to get from the FBI. The FBI holds the document, and and they're saying no, they can't do it. And I agree, this guy is, you know, a bureaucrat. He works for the government. Uh, you know, he has to respond to them. But if they hold him, if they vote to hold him in contempt, the DOJ, Department of Justice, has to, is the one to take action against him. And this Department of Justice is not going to take action against, uh, you know, one themselves. of their... Yeah, uh, one of their own a activists. So, uh, but it's... I think it's really uh, kind of stunning that uh, somebody would just brazenly refuse to do this in this way. Um, well, they, you know, he knows nothing's going to happen, but there are going to something's going to happen down the line. Uh, you know, I don't 
think that the Democrats have a strong chance to uh, hold this office. And I know that means, you know, two years, we've still got a couple of years to go, a uh, year and a half before the changeover. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, there's going to be a, a big house cleaning. And there needs to be in this for other reasons, you know, the involvement of the FBI in, uh, you know, having actual agents working at, at uh, Twitter to control the content uh, there, particularly, again, with uh, stuff about uh, Hunter Biden and his activities. Um, there, the leadership of that thing has really ruined what is supposed to be a top-notch investigative organization and right. used to have a right. reputation. I know local law enforcement, there are a lot of jokes about the FBI or they're not happy working with the FBI, but they used to do a pretty good job on, on major criminal investigations of federal crimes or crimes uh, that uh, cross state lines. And well, the rank, the rank and file FBI agents are, are great guys and they're trying to do their job, you know, and, and like everybody else says it, we're talking about the top tier yeah. of, of the department of justice. That's, that's where the political part of the department of justice and, you know, this started in the 90s, and the um, Hillary and Bill Clinton started this mess, carried it right on through. Obama jumped in with them, uh, carried it right on through. Uh, Biden was a part of that. The, the whole cancer of the Department of Justice has been around that group of people all this time. Now we know from the evidence that has come out that the Department of Justice, the FBI, uh, everybody was involved in the manipulation of the last two elections. Uh, that evidence is already out there. So we're going into another election. These people are desperately, desperately trying to maintain the power that they've accumulated and my question is, how hard are they going to fight and how dirty are they going to get to make sure that they don't lose power by losing the next election? That's the, that's the critical thing here that I see. They've been involved and they've swayed the last two elections, but the next one coming up in a year and six months from now, is going to be very critical because if someone like Trump gets in, they know they have lost their power and they're probably gone, maybe even to jail, which I doubt, but at least they'll be gone and out of power. Power is the major motivating factor for everyone, ego and power. And they're not going to roll over quietly. So I'm, I'm afraid of what's going to happen, but this is, this is a major dark room battle for power in Washington, D.C., and they don't want to give it up. Right. Yeah, and, you know, the, the thing is we know what's happened before, and like you say, 
uh, the rank and file are in there trying to do their job and they're trying to do the right thing. If they're ordered to go do one thing or another, uh, you know, and they're told that this is in the best interest of the country, then they're going to follow orders. They're going to do things. Uh, although sometimes you would think that they would see, they would, it would smell a little funny to them. Uh, but how, mu- how much can they stand up to these people way at the top? Uh, you know, they just get reassigned, uh, like the people who were close to finding a bunch of Hunter Biden stuff, and uh, the whole bunch of them got reassigned to other stuff, which can only mean they had, they had come up, they had found a lot of, of stuff, uh, important things that need to come out, and yet, you know, it's no, they're going to stop them that way by sending those people someplace else. Well, you, politics that's going on in Washington is just a, a, a grander scale than what is happening happens at your local level. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was with the sheriff's department and, and I can envision if, if one of my, uh, superiors came to me and said, I want you to go do this. And I knew it was wrong. My choice is I either go do it or I say, I stand up and say, no, I'm not going to do it. And then you get fired, blackballed, um, you know, uh, the whole system comes down on top of you. That's happened to some of these FBI agents. If you'll, You'll listen to the testimony of some of these whistleblowers. They did that. They stood up and said, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, they were fired, lost their pension, lost everything. Uh, now, you know, homeless and not able to get another job because of the blackball situation with the with the uh, FBI. Um that's that's criminal in itself. You and I and everybody else knows that. Yeah. But but the power of the government. Um. That's what we've got the House of Representatives for. That's their job is to oversee that stuff. And when when that kind of stuff happens, they need to go in and fix it. They've got the power of the purse. So you, you know, I mean, we're going. We're going to save a lot of money if we just dissolve the Department of Justice tomorrow. That'll help our budget. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and, you know, try to remove these people. You know, of course, that falls on the executive side. To, you know, these people that are appointed to these uh, different things at the top level. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the uh, Congress needs to be able to act on this. And I think in these cases where they, they have these whistleblowers, Congress needs to, um, you know, I, to follow through in some way, give those guys their jobs back, uh, get them back. But ultimately, it's like you say, if you stand up and do the right thing, you pay the ultimate price for it. And the people who are running it the wrong way are still there and still in charge and uh, there's nothing to stop them from doing it to the next guy or the next group that come, comes in and says, um, this isn't right, this isn't what this organization should be doing. Uh, unfortunately, you know, take, trying to take the politics out of these things, at the, the very top, these people are appointed. But um, 
the FBI is, uh, you know, it, it almost seems like there needs to be more than a political appointment for the person at the top, somehow to separate the politics uh, from that uh, to, to safeguard the rank and file from, you know, having to work for people like this. But I don't know the, the details of how that would work. Well, just go back to the basic human characteristic of, of character. Mm-hmm. That you have to have someone in there with character, with with ethics, and the ability to do the job and do it correctly. It's laid out. Um, we all know what it means to do it correctly, but you've got to have the character to stand up for that. We they've lost that. The people that are in there now do not have ethical character. Uh, they have proven that. It's been evidenced repeatedly uh, for the whole world to see. But yet we don't do anything. So Congress needs to stand up and do their job. And um, if it's if it's uh, did I lose you? No, I'm I'm here. Oh, okay. If if it's uh, you know firing them or or charging them with a criminal act by not. Uh, cooperating with Congress, whatever it takes, it needs to get done. Um, politics tends to be slow. And then you've got those few on the left that continue to say, well, we want this or we want that, which is totally outlandish and ridiculous. But they seem to be able to block everybody that's trying to do the right thing. Yeah, and just a handful of them do that. And speaking of doing the right thing, uh, I'm going to do what the publisher thinks is the right thing and take a quick break here for some commercial advertising. Uh, We will be right back. Hi, Tim Conaway here for the EMP shield. Take away the worry of a lightning strike or electromagnetic pulse blast, leaving you stranded. Go to conk.news slash EMP to order your peace of mind today. The EMP shield is a must-have on one of your vehicles. The DC 12-volt W model is easy to install, and you will have peace of mind that your transportation is secure. EMP shields are available for any of your needs. Home power service, backup generator, boat, motorcycle, RV, or your home solar array. Recently, at, at my house, there was a thunderclap right overhead. That meant the lightning strike, millions of volts, was right on top of the house. Everything flickered and went black for about 10 seconds, but it all came back and continued to work. Other people reported that their cable routers had blown out. Other electronic devices had gone south. Don't let this happen to you. Go to conk.news slash EMP today and sleep better tomorrow. All right, we're in uh, the second part of... Conk Weekend for July 
<laughs> well, I'm way ahead. We're June uh, 2nd through the 4th, and uh, I'm Tim Conaway, and joining me today is Larry Newman. Uh, we were talking about uh, some ridiculous behavior by the FBI, uh, something else that that uh, goes beyond ridiculous here uh, is that um, the U.S. has been sending money uh, overseas, and uh, why we send foreign aid to China and to Russia, I'll never understand, but in Russia, we've sent money to test cats on treadmills, and uh, we've sent money to China for gender equality studies, and... Uh, no, there's never any accounting on this. I mean, it's amazing that we found out that this money was sent for these purposes, but we don't know when it gets there what these people are actually doing with it. And uh, I, I, you know, personally, I would like the United States, if you really want to save money and avoid the debt ceiling problem, there's... Um, uh, don't suspend all foreign aid right now uh, for like the next year or, or the next budget cycle. And uh, let's get our own house in order before we're sending all this stuff out for the, this other stuff. And also during that time, let's take a look at what's what's going out and how do, how do we figure it out. But, uh, you know, where do you stand on on the whole thing of foreign aid? Well, you have to understand what what a lot of this foreign aid is. This is a money laundering scheme, and the and when the you follow the money, it comes back to the DNC and to politicians uh, through a whole network of uh, corporations, LLCs, and and everything else. Um, that's that's the power structure they're trying to to hang on to. Um, so we're going to send we're going to send Russia. A bunch of money uh, to test cats on treadmills. Um, so all that money gets over there. We lose sight of it. We don't know where it goes. Uh, goes to many different groups for the studies, and then it all gets ends up back in the pocket of the DNC. And you got to wonder. Uh, of course, it can't be traced, but. That's that's how laundering works, uh, but part of that money, um, I look at this illegal immigration, costs twenty five thousand dollars per person to cross the uh, to cross the border illegally. Who's putting up that twenty five thousand dollars per person? Where's that money coming from? Yeah. So until we can figure out, and you've heard me say this often times, follow the money, until we figure out where that 25000 per person is coming from, whose, whose money is it, which basically it ends up being your and my money, taxpayer money that goes to all this, taxpayers should have a say, stop it all. Stop it all. Let's take a reset. And put an end to all this mess. Let's keep that money ourselves. You know, that was one of the things that Trump was big on. It's the USA first. 
It's our nation, our people first. Take care of our country. Then, you know, if there's some needy people across the world, then yeah. But take care of our country first. Well, exactly. That's my view is, uh, you know, and especially when we're talking about, oh, we don't have enough money to pay all our bills. Uh, You know, we've overspent on our budget. Well, yeah, let's, okay, then let's keep all that money here uh, where for us. And it's not lacking compassion. It's it. And like you said, since it's so unaccounted for, we don't know how it, it, it circles back, but there's a pretty good, um, there's a, it's pretty clear that uh, these kind of projects that uh, they're spending the money on or allegedly sending this money for uh, are, are bogus, uh, pretty transparent. There's uh, an outfit called Open the Books, uh, that is the one that has been trying to dig into what the foreign aid, U.S. foreign aid, uh, is actually spent on and, and where it goes. And uh, they found that $1.3 billion, with a B, uh, in our money has been sent to China and Russia over the past five years. And, uh, you know, okay, if we're giving foreign aid to some uh country in what we I don't know if we're allowed to call them the third world but I I could still call them the third world I don't mean anything denigrating by it it's just there's some countries that that are don't have advanced uh, transportation medicine etc if we're sending money to some of those countries then hopefully it gets to people for medicine and food and roads but sending money to China and Russia Sending a dollar to China and Russia, I just don't understand that. Uh, I agree 100%. That needs to stop, and it needs to stop immediately. Yeah, uh, it's just out of line. But this, another great article, conk.news, uh, you can find it on there. Uh, at, at the link to 100percentfedup.com, Amber Crawford, uh, the hardest working person in the, in, in the news. Man, she's got on uh, 100% fed up. She's got great stories all the time and lots and lots of details on the two. So, um, yes. uh, so that's a, a good one to, uh, to go in and take a look at. Um, we're also talking about, you know, money making its way into various campaigns and uh, a couple of. Jewish men have formed a Jews against Soros. Uh, Soros has used the fact that he is Jewish uh, to sort of fend off uh, other Jews uh, going against him. This is the same guy who during World War II told the Nazis he wasn't a Jew so that they wouldn't send him off to a camp. And then he worked with the Nazis outing other Jews that were in hiding uh, yes. So, uh, yeah, so we, we don't want to offend him. But anyway, um, they have formed this uh, organization to uh, try to speak out against him, you know, uh, make it okay for Jews to speak out against Soros because a lot of Jews don't like his far left-wing agenda. Uh, he's the guy behind all of these DAs who let the criminals uh, walk out of jail, 
as soon as they're arrested uh, behind a lot of these. Well, that's the one of the main things. And to me, the only reason for that is if you've got criminals disrupting society and people get afraid, you use that fear to gain more power and take away freedom. Uh, that's a, a, that's the way the Nazis worked, and exactly. he learned his lesson very well. Anarchy in the streets is is one of the tools in the communist playbook, and turning everybody out of jail or not not punishing people who break the law creates anarchy in the streets, and that's just another cog in the road down to feudalism that you know uh, establishing a kingdom and all of the bureaucrats hover around the the castle washington dc and uh, they all make money by taking it from the poor people yeah the working man and, and so that's that's the end goal that's what they're that's what they're trying to do and obama told us when he came in that it that he didn't like the United States and that we need that we should be a third world country. And he's been working on that ever since. Don't think that Obama hasn't been the key component behind the Biden presidency. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you don't hear much uh, about Barky Obama or see him, but you want, and you got to wonder why, Yeah. why are you not hearing anything? Okay. He wants to keep hidden. Yeah, he, he wants to stay hidden, stay in the background, and pull the strings. Yes. That's uh, right. Because you know that Biden is not controlling anything. He, he's not, uh, you know. You've, oh, he, he wasn't smart enough to have a product or a service that he could show that he was getting all this money from China and Russia for. Right. If he wasn't smart enough to provide some sort of service to get all this money from these foreign governments. Uh, he's, he's not that intelligent. Well, no, never has been. I mean, you know, his record <laughs> from the beginning, you know, going back to college and law school, his record shows that, uh, you know, he barely got by and he, he uh, cheated to get by. And so, yeah, th- he's not running anything, um, but he's, you know, he's certainly taking it in. But somebody's running things. Somebody's making the moves. Sure. Somebody's picking the people. And we know it, the, the far left uh, part of this is, uh, uh, well, the, the far left is really pulling the strings at the White House. Even if they're a small part of Congress, uh, you know, if you're pulling the strings at the White House, that's how all this other stuff gets, gets done. Well, why are you, you know, you've got to ask the question, okay, we, you don't, the, the left-wing media does not focus any news articles or reports on Obama. He's a former president. Just normal, everyday golf outing. You would have the media all over it, okay? So why is he, is he being kept hidden in the background? That's evidence in itself to look further and something. You know, when you're, when you're working on a crime and you come across evidence or you come across something that suggests evidence you go in and you look at it and you either verify it as evidence or you eliminate it as evidence yeah 
So why why the news media itself is a good indicator of Obama being the person behind the Biden presidency? Because just simply because they don't show him ever, unless he's at the White House for a special event, you never see or hear anything from a former president. That doesn't happen. Oh, yeah, I know. It, it's uh, uh, all the other former presidents around here all the time is seeing, hearing something about them. And uh, and I was just thinking the other day, it's like, you know, where where is he gone that there's not been one word for, it seems like it's a year where you haven't had uh, one word said about him. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, uh, and well, the it, last public appearance he made at the White House, Biden was in the group around him, and he was trying to get Obama's attention, and Obama was just talking to everybody else and totally ignoring Joe Biden. That what does that tell you? Yeah. Okay. He's not he's not important because he's just a puppet. Yeah. Out here in front. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to hit up another news, another new, another uh, value stream here, as they say in the <laughs> world of business, and uh, we'll be back and uh, keep listening. Hello, Hank Reardon here from Conk News. I want to tell you today about Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Right now, you can eliminate odors, mold, mildew, bacteria, and viruses in your home with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm uses oxy technology that naturally sends out OH3 molecules that seek out and destroy odors. The thunderstorm doesn't mask or cover up bad smells, it eliminates them, leaving that fresh, clean smell, just like after a thunderstorm. The thunderstorm is small, plugs right into the wall, fits in the palm of your hand. Put one in your basement, bedroom, family room, kitchen, or anywhere you want clean, fresh air. It also includes a USB cord if you want it in your car or a truck or a motorhome. Right now, save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for whole home protection. That's three units for under $200, a fraction of the cost compared to the other air purifiers, go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the discount code CONK3, that's C-O-N-K, the number three, to save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Use CONK3 and their shipping is free. All right, we're continuing with Conk Weekend. This is Tim Conaway from the Conk News Headquarters at uh, Broadway and Central in Northeast Minneapolis. And all the way south uh, in Joplin, Missouri, we've got Larry Newman joining us today. So, Hello. Yeah. So here's, uh, uh, you know, talking about the... the We've talked about the congressional branch of government and the executive branch of government. One branch that's doing its job, in my opinion, is the Supreme Court. 
They're taking a look. At, yeah, uh, they're taking a look at stuff like they're supposed to do and deciding, not deciding, oh, is this a good thing or a bad thing? They're deciding, is this constitutional or is that not constitutional? Right. And uh, they've done uh, recently, uh, and this is has a, a local angle here for Minnesota, but, um, you know, a woman— Property was uh, taken because she owed back taxes. And the government is allowed to take the property uh, to get the back taxes. They sold the house uh, for uh, about, well, not quite three times what the back taxes were. But they kept all of the money. They they didn't just take the taxes out and give her the rest of the money, and uh, legally that's called stealing. Yeah, uh, and uh, and it, there's in uh, the constitution there's uh, clauses about the taking of property that the government just can't take your property. So uh, this woman who was who was in her nineties uh, actually fought this all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, no, uh, you can't keep all the money. You can only keep the, mo- the tax money that the state was owed. You cannot keep the rest of the money. Right. Uh, and now some states are uh, already have rules in place that are like that, but other states don't. So this uh, basically, uh, the, the, the states... And particularly in democratic states like this one is now woefully way democratic, uh, way left, far left uh, decisions on everything. Um, you know, it's it's like, oh, yeah, we can take property because we need it. It's for the good of the people. We can take property and we get to keep everything. Uh, so this is a, a real good put a halt on that kind of uh, stupidity uh, because uh, – there's been just been too much uh just assuming that the government has all this this other power um, do you know in Missouri if you've got uh if the state has regulations to prevent that or yes yes it, it, yes they have uh tax sales and if it exceeds the amount of taxes owed then the if it is finally sold, then the previous owner gets a check for the balance uh, of what they collected. So, um, yes, it, they can't. They can't do that. I can't. I cannot file a lien on your house because you owe me fifty bucks. Take your house and sell it and pocket all the money. Uh, that's stealing. I don't care if it's a government or some individual. So, Supreme Court was right, and to your point, that was a unanimous decision. So, the underlying fact is, what idiot fought that all the way to the Supreme Court? And I'm not talking on the side of the elderly woman. I'm talking, did the state take it all the way, state of Minnesota take it all the way to the Supreme Court? That's crazy. They knew they were going to lose that. Well, you know that apparently, though they, they this wasn't a loan 
case, this was their standard operating uh, procedure, right. and they'd right. been getting away with it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, they they looked at it. I mean, this state, and we say this a lot, but this state, uh, when the um, legislature, the recent legislature came in, they had a $17 billion surplus. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you get a $17 billion surplus when everybody's crying, we don't have enough, when the federal government doesn't have enough money? $17 billion, how do you get that in? Well, you know, overtaxing is one way. We didn't get any kind of tax break uh, from it. Uh, we're, we're getting a big, handsome $260 per person uh, back from the state as our share of the $17 billion. Well, there's only 6 million people in the state, so I'm not going to try to do that math, but that doesn't come close to $17 billion. Um, so, yeah, the state is just like, boom, yeah, we, you know, we will take it any way we can. And, and the state Supreme Court upheld this originally. Uh, and the state Supreme Court is all, you know, Democratic appointees. So, right. Right. Um, you know. Well, that, and that that tells you who who is who is willing and more than happy to take your private property from you. Yeah. The Democrats. Okay? Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. It just it's it's ridiculous. But like you said in the beginning, it was heartening to see that unanimously the Supreme Court went against the state. Mm-hmm. So on her behalf, we we live in a time when you have a split decision on nearly everything. But in this case, you got a unanimous decision, and also the unanimous decision on the government controlling the water that's standing in your driveway. Okay, it, the the rain mud puddle that's standing in your driveway, the government wanted to control that, have authority over your property for that mud puddle, that was knocked down too. So, yes, we've got some, there's light at the end of the tunnel as far as the Supreme Court's concerned. Yeah, yeah, well, I keep saying, you know, there's so many, so many laws that are, that Congress doesn't have the authority to make in the first place, uh, departments they've created that they didn't have the authority to create. Uh, I would just love it if, you know, somebody on the conservative side of, of things with a lot of money would spend that money to challenge these things before the Supreme Court because uh, that right. would be the greatest way to, to get rid of it. Uh, right now the Supreme Court is looking at uh, this affirmative action uh, for college admissions, and, you know, there's a good chance that they'll knock that down as being unconstitutional, uh, which can really put a dent in this uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, industry that, that's out there. Uh, so uh, I, I don't—they're talking about it now— uh, and, you know, experts are saying, well, if it's, if it's the decision is broadly written or narrowly written, you know, it can make a difference. That's where the difference is going to be. Um, but 
big companies who use this kind of stuff for their hiring and promotion practices versus uh, merit, uh, employee merit, and um, you know some of the other uh, ways that you you're supposed to get ahead. Uh, they are all going to take a big hit because now employees who've been passed over simply because they weren't they didn't check off the right DEI boxes uh, right. Can, can take some action against them. So, uh, yeah, this is, is a good bunch, and uh, uh, you know, and I yeah, hope and there's 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 little glimmers of light on the horizon. Uh, we've been talking about the Supreme Court and and the good decisions that they were making. Uh, one thing that happened here in Missouri, and we've talked about this pro, uh, St. Louis city prosecutor, the county prosecutor that was elected uh, with the help of George Soros. Yeah. Um, just last week that she was pressured to resign and she has stepped down. Oh, good. And the governor has appointed a new prosecutor for St. Louis County. So, there are good things happening in places. We just need a whole lot more of them. Yeah. And, and, it, you know, this Soros thing, it was very sneaky. It wasn't, it, you know, he didn't make some big public announcement. I'm going to support all these people and get them in. Uh, and of course it's not him. It's <clears throat> some uh, group that he funds that was actually behind all this kind of stuff. So it was, you know, whatever the name, I can't ever remember the names of these. They're, these. they're called community organizers. Well, yeah, community organizers. And the name of his particular uh, bunch, oh. I, I don't know. But, yeah. uh, but so that's the name that, out there that uh, when you trace it back, uh, it doesn't come back to him. But, yeah, we, we need people on the conservative side who are pushing back uh, just as hard and, you know, just as openly, or I mean even more openly, saying, yeah, I've got, I know what's going on, uh, and uh, and it's not good, we're not going to take it. Um, Well, the people on the right side of things, are typically the people that stand up and they follow the rules and they play and they play clean. Yeah. It is really difficult to fight a war when you're trying to do the right thing and you're fighting against the left who plays dirty sometimes not because they have to but because that's the way they like to play. It's it's trying to it's trying to fight a clean fight with a street fighter. You know, it just yeah it doesn't work. And I know I used to be a street fighter. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there aren't any rules. There aren't any referees. And uh, you, you suddenly get taken aback by, uh, by what happens. And, uh, and again, you know, you don't, you don't want to play dirty or fight dirty. But you've got to, you know, you can still keep some integrity, be a force against... Uh, the tide. And speaking of tides, we have to uh, ride the tide of commerce here. We'll be right back. Okay, uh, T 
Tim Conway and Larry Newman here with the Weekend Conk Edition. And uh, we were talking about how uh, to push back against the left and all of their underhanded tactics and uh, the fact that a George Soros-backed uh, prosecutor in St. Louis, Missouri, was forced to resign. That's the first one that I've heard of, what, what you're talking about in, in St. Louis. Some yes. of these other people, un- unfortunately, you know, they're, they're going to have to get voted out. They're going to be there for a while. Well, we're looking at maybe in, in uh, Houston, Texas, in the county down there, there's a going to be a race for uh, county prosecutor and we may get uh, a little glimmer of hope there too but uh, it's we have to keep fighting and we have to stand up and we have to do it right the ones on the other side they're not going to it's it's they're not going to do it right they don't want it that way you know and, and you come back to this that the one battle that everybody can recognize is the the battle over guns. Yeah. There's already laws on the books to stop people from using guns in the commission of a crime, but we're not going to prosecute them, but we want to take the guns away from all of the law abiding citizens that will follow the laws and they don't break the law. So every time I hear that argument about guns, it's, this is, this is totally upside down, Yeah, upside down legal people legally owning guns that don't commit crimes are now going to be told you can't have a gun, but the criminals who do not obey the law anyway are still going to have them. And they're going to commit and, crimes and, and with they're them. Fighting, the left is fighting for that. Yeah, we want to, and again, it's all part of this, uh, make the people afraid, uh, give yeah. the government more power, take away more freedom. Uh, and yeah, and that's always the argument. Oh, we got have more laws to restrict this and this restrict this type of gun and that type of gun. Uh, it drives me nuts when they call it a, an assault weapon uh, because that makes it sound nasty and mean. Uh, all well, all a, weapons assault is a verb. Yeah, it is not a noun. <laughs> yeah, and uh, all all weapons are assault weapons if if you come right down to it. Uh, if they're used in that fashion. Yeah, if, if, if they're used, they can be used that way. Uh, and the difference between, you know, these military-style weapons, well, you know, if it's got a, a you know, a plastic stock <laughs> and, and butt on it versus it's got a wooden stock and butt on it, it still works exactly the same way. Exactly. Uh, uh, you know, and I, I remember back in the, maybe it was the late 80s or early 90s, that, um, you know, Florida eased restrictions on private carry. And um, they might have done away with any, uh, you know, permitting to do it. But there was this big thing about tourists being attacked by criminals, a tourist in rental cars being attacked by criminals. And the criminals could see because it had a you know an Avis sticker or a Hertz sticker right. on it that that was a rental car, and so they figured those people aren't armed, and so they would attack them because they figured the rest of the citizens in the state are probably armed. I mean yes. that's that's the way the criminal mind works, 
And if it's like, oh, if you take all the guns away from the law-abiding citizens, then the criminals are just going to uh, be even more emboldened. They don't have to go to jail. open season. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just think, you know, you need to, uh, every adult should get firearms training. You know, they have the option whether or not they own and carry a firearm, but they get training so that they understand safety and, re- and responsibility, all the things that, that go with uh, private carry on a firearm. There should be no restrictions on uh, people being able to legally own and carry a firearm. You have to go through the background check. You have to get the, the legal check. But otherwise, uh, you know, there, there's no restriction on that. Uh, well, the, the story, and I don't remember the name of the town, but down it was down in the southeast part of the United States. The town that, re- that passed an ordinance requiring every household to have a gun in the household. Right. And crime went to zero. Yeah. As a result. Uh, obvious. It's obvious. It's common sense. It's, it, you know. And this is what gets me. is just how stupid do these politicians think we are? Evidently, they think we're pretty stupid. You know? Well, they get away with so much that, uh, you know, they think, well, we'll get away with this. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll put this... Uh, law into effect again to me it there are uh, thousands of these when I used to uh, work with SWAT magazines special weapons and tactics magazines uh, at that time we knew that there were more than 22,000 federal state and local laws uh, about firearms on the books none of which were observed by criminals and um to me, I would say that 95% of those are unconstitutional. But yes. until recently, we haven't had a court that would uh, take that view of it. Uh, the court we have now, I think, could take a look. And if you picked some key ones out of those and they uh, cut those down, that would, you know, just the whole forest would fall uh, because all the rest of them are based on these these previous uh, anti gun fire anti firearm laws that they passed. Well, the Second Amendment says that the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. How much more clear can that be? Yeah, uh, and you know the there's the confusing part the uh, the Second Amendment. Uh, like everything d- that was done with the amendments, uh, there were three different proposals from the people who were writing the Bill of Rights. And uh, nobody could agree on any one of the proposals. So they took one section of one proposal and one section of another proposal and one section of the third proposal, and they put them all three together. So right. it's not a, a good English <laughs> sentence, but you know it's the, the you know the, you got the part about the militia and you got the, the other part, but it still says regardless of what it says before that, the, you know the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That is very clear, and whatever it said before that doesn't change that the clarity of that part of it, uh, and you know well. Yet, 
the fact that we, other than fighting amongst each other, that we've not had a foreign enemy bring war to our land speaks volumes for that constitutional right. Yeah, we we are we can defend ourselves, uh, not just with our our trained army, but because we and that's the militia clause. The militia are basically armed citizens who can be called up in a fight to defend our country. Uh, right. You know that, and so uh, yeah, I uh, I am surprised that we haven't had more. Uh, people in the pro-gun world who find some of these key laws that they could get the Supreme Court to declare unconstitutional and then just kick the legs out of the the rest of that stuff. But, you know, there's so many other things that have to be dealt with. I'm going to have to cut out. Oh, right. I've got got another meeting. Okay. At 3 o'clock. Okay. So. So thanks for joining me, Larry. And All right. I appreciate it. We will talk to you uh, pretty soon. Okay. Thank you, buddy. You bet. Hang in there. Bye-bye. Mm. Okay. Well, Larry had to join us, so we're going to have a brief, a briefer show this week. Uh, we will be back next week with more about stories that we find on conk.news. Uh, you can email us at daily, D-A-I-L-Y, at conk.news. And let us know what you think. Uh, we'd like to hear from you and uh, or follow up on what you have to say. And then we would also like to uh, ask you to take a look at our marketplace. We've got some caps, visors, T-shirts, and stuff that not only support us through the sale, but more importantly, kind of spread the word about conk. Tell your friends and family about conk. Tell guys you work with and gals you work with about conk um, we are kind of alone out here in the world of conservative news we uh, are trying to get everybody in touch with the best news sources uh, and news that we need in-depth reporting from the slant that you're not getting from the mainstream media and the more people that you tell about us the more people can uh, get good information about what's going on in the world. Uh, remember that uh, besides the weekend show, we also have the Reardon Report. comes out late uh, Tuesday afternoon, looking at politics from a businessman's point of view. Other than that, I just uh, thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.